Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. That was the most on time we've done it. I know. That was good. Maybe we should be depleted all the time. Maybe. So hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Happy Wednesday for you. Happy Friday for us. Yeah. But really, what is a day anymore? I mean, I do have to say, I do still look forward to the weekends because the rest of the week, Matt is working. So it is a little lonelier, even though he's here in the same house. Right. So I do kind of look forward to it. It just means that there's more watching TV on the weekend. Yeah, so you have the weekend coming up. You guys can cuddle up, be with each other. Watch some Bravo, you know. Watch some Bravo, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff, that's right. So, speaking of good stuff, should we get right into the tits and the shits? Let's do it. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. I'm going to be honest. I just feel like it's a lot of shits this week. It's Um, okay. So... My mom has coronavirus. Before anyone gets worried or anything, she does not have any respiratory issues at the moment. It's all stomach stuff. She's just been vomiting for days and has fever, and she's in a lot of pain. And so I'm a little low energy because um, it's just been, you know, a depleting week. There's a lot of worries and stuff like that, but... Um, you went to Sam's Club yesterday, which would deplete anyone. Oh, my God. I went to Sam's Club, and now I'm doing this thing. Every few weeks, do have to go encounter the world. I, like, can't do it without crying. And this is absolutely true. Like, I cry through my mask, whether it's trying to go for a run or going to Sam's Club. I just feel like I'm living in a movie, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. That's the short answer. This is terrible, and um, I hate it. If you weren't you, and I know you cry. Oh, I cry so fucking much. Yeah. I would say that maybe, but this is not the case for you, but I know it's the case for me. I don't really cry in front of my child, so anytime I leave the house in the car or with a mask on where I don't have my child, that is when I cry. Yeah. But you, you cry all the time anyway, so. Yeah, I'm a big crier, sadly. I don't love it. I'm a stoic Irish woman, so I don't cry in front of people. Good for you. I wish I could change it. I'm the queen of just, I just cry all the time. Can't, like, contain it, and my face gives it away. Like, even when I try <laughs> and, like, stifle it. I think the only time you saw that in me was when we got let go from our jobs together. On the same day that your grandmother died? Yes, and everybody expected me to be upset, and I was like stone cold. I was just like, what else? Okay, can I leave now? Thank you. Yeah, and then we went to Outback and cried a little. (laughs) (laughs) And then I could sing at my grandmother's funeral without crying. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I'm kind of stoic. I'm a stoic bitch sometimes. Good for you. I cannot. I like that about you, though. Anyway, go ahead. It's not about me. This is you. (laughs) I don't. I have a reputation amongst my family where if you give me just like a little bit of alcohol, then it really free flows. (laughs) And towards the end of my daytime television career, when I was 23, 24, Mm -hmm. I would go out to dinner every Friday night with my parents and I would be so exhausted because, you know, I just worked so many hours and it was a very consuming job. And we would have like a glass of wine and every Friday, like clockwork, I would start crying. It's your therapy. <laughs> it was just, it would get to the point where I'd be crying in a restaurant in front of everyone and my parents would just be laughing at me. <laughs> I don't know if other people have that issue. I just can't, I can't contain it. Maybe it's an only child thing. Well, you're kind of, you're kind of an only child. I know, but I was raised by two medical, well, I was raised 
primarily by one medical professional, but yeah, you got to keep it together Yeah, and then for everybody. And then you listen, plenty of medical professionals are very depressed because they feel like they can't let it out. You do need God, to let I it out. I can't even imagine. My friend Wendy, she was a doctor, she still is a doctor, but she is going around the world teaching doctors and health professionals how to meditate to decrease the amount of stress uh, for that's nice. people who are, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, that's what my mom, that was one of the things my mom was doing at the hospital during all of this. Um, that's awesome. So yoga, stuff like, like things to support the healthcare professionals. I, mean, yeah. uh, I have a couple other shits. Yeah, give us fun. all the shits. Give us your diarrhea work. Oh, so the other day we entered the phase I have dreaded since before I even had children. And one of the reasons why I was like, yeah, I don't want to have kids. Sebastian now asked me why for everything repeatedly. I love that phase. I hate it so much. And I have told him, like, I don't even, I talk to him like he's an adult. I'll say, like, you can't do that. And he'll say, why? And I'll explain it to him. And he'll go, why? And I'll say, I just explained why. And then he'll ask why again. And I'll be like, listen, this conversation is over. I can't be bothered to explain it again. And at one point, I said to him, I hate this. Please stop asking me why. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, (laughs) I hate it so much. <laughs> when he has questions, have him call me. It's like my favorite stage because I like to go just like make shit up and go more in depth and more in depth until I tire the child out. It's like my favorite thing. I should try that. I just don't have the mental or emotional capacity right now. I'll be like, why? They'll be like, why? I'll be like, because electricity runs through circuits in your walls. Why? Well, Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> and they're like, why? And I'm like, because there's molecules. And my, just and even if I don't know that, I just keep going and then the kid just gets bored it was like okay never mind you explaining that right now usually I'd be able to come up with something because remember we are actors but right now in this where my head is I'm like I can't even come up with it just be like yes and yeah I know I, I like can't even do the basic improv rules and then also he's started headbutting me daily he just headbutts me he like randomly just flings his head into my head and it's awful. It is so terrible. So those are my shits. <laughs> my tits are, I have food again. So that's good. good. That's and I'm good. stocked up on alcohol again. Thank God. You know what your other tits are? What? The fact that I make ugly pictures of us. Oh my God. Guys, Carrie started doing this thing because it's been, you know, it's been a rough week where she photoshops our faces onto other people. Famous people or famous known things. Laverne and Shirley. She did Mulder and Scully. Snooki and Jay Wow. Snooki and Jay Wow is the best one. You know what? My next one that I'm working on is Nikki and Paris. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm not sure who's going to be who on that one, actually. Usually I go with the taller person for you, but... And They're the same height. I know. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that. One, we're going to have a couple call to actions. Call to actions is when we ask you to talk to us and you don't, but we keep asking. Our call to action one is, what duo would you like to see Ashley and I Photoshop? I also have to say, like, the Romeo and Michelle one wasn't that good. I know. If I may offer some critique on the photoshopping. Here's the thing. I need a better variety of pictures from you. I've just been stalking your Instagram. What about Facebook? Facebook probably has more photo options. Maybe. Because then I have to screenshot it and then I have to check the ratio. But I will. I'll go to Facebook and I'll try to get some more. Because the reason why that one wasn't good was I had to like finagle size and photo quality. Nobody wants to hear this, but I will work on Romeo and Michelle again. <laughs> anyway, that really truly is a tits for me. That has you know been else, such a highlight. I'm also going to do Lady in the Tramp. You have the silkier oh ears, so God. I think that you'll be the lady because you have that silky hair that we know <laughs> so well, and I'll be the tramp. 
because I was quite trampy for a very long time. And I have short ears. When I was little, I was so confused by the title, Lady and the Tramp. I was like, but they're both girls and one dog's a boy. You knew what tramp meant too soon. I knew what the slutty kind of tramp was before I knew what the old school style of tramp was. I know, that's what I'm saying. Too soon. Okay, so my tits and shits. Oh, we didn't get to those yet? Damn. No, damn. 120 minutes in. Just kidding. (laughs) My tits are that Lee and I will be reunited and it feels so good on Monday. Oh. The whole family will be at the beach house on Monday. Aww. And you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous about it for like a bunch of reasons, but these are nervous times. I haven't been to that beach house, so like trying to bring stuff for Luna over there and trying to figure out a new schedule because my mom and I this month have a schedule down now mm. and trying to refigure out a schedule that also involves me probably coming back and forth to my mom's house pretty regularly. Yeah, like you can still, as long as you guys are all staying safe, you can still go see Linda as much as you want, right? I know, but she's nervous about that because anytime you leave your house and you know what's known feels safer and to do this other routine just feels a little scary and all these like very basic functioning things are very very scary right now yeah and I'm also trying to come up with a set work schedule and how that I have my system down at this house how is that going to be at that house but anyway it's it's just a thing and I just have to get into the next routine and it will be really beneficial for Luna it's really affected Luna not having her dad there on the regular. It's really starting to really affect her. And I'm glad that we're coming to the end of that. And if it means like a little bit more back and forth and finagling and a little weirder schedule, it's worth it for her to have some regularity. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is, listen, she's probably not going to remember any of this. She's so little. I think it's nice that you're excited to be reunited, even though you're scared and there's like worrisome parts to it. I think it's really nice. I'm excited for you guys being together. Well, the shits are I lost my job. That sucks. And thank you. I didn't get to say goodbye to my regular students who I've had for many, many years. And, you know, I don't have their contact information. I have to hope that they find me, you know. And I've become grown very attached to them. Some of these clients have moved with me from studio to studio because I taught a lot in that one location at different studios. And so they followed me and I feel a sense of ownership to them in that, not that I own them, that sounds weird, but that I wanted to be the one to tell them. You know, people take this kind of thing. It's a deep sense of community, take this stuff really hard. And I wanted to be part of the way that it was addressed to them, but I wasn't able to. And so I guess my shits are, and this is not necessarily like shit shits, it's like a positive negative is that I'm just having to figure out a long-term plan for my career in this way. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time deciding on something. I'm having a hard time picking a time to teach or like how, what platform am I going to teach? It's not like a hard shit. It's just a little little shit. I mean, just trying to figure out how I can serve everybody, including myself. Yeah. And there's no serving and pleasing everybody. So even when I was teaching in person, every time I was offered a new class or they wanted to switch my time, this would happen. I would be like, oh, but the people like this time. And you just have to just pick it and go. It's always stressful trying to decide these kinds of things for me and pulling the trigger. So that's my shits. All right. So. I want to share with you an article that made me laugh. And it's from your friends and mine, BuzzFeed. The most quality (laughs) journalism out there. Real journalism. Hard-hitting shit. Hard-hitting journalism. In a bite that I can take, which is a mini bite. (laughs) 
it's like a turd article is what it is where you can have a turd and read the article and then by the time the article's done hopefully your turd is done yeah so this article if you want to call it that it's called Parents Share the Worst Thoughts They've Ever Had About Their Kids. I'm going to go through and list the things that these parents have said. And then Ashley and I are going to share. I love these, by the way. I think the they're worst really th- good. Yes. Once again, parents share the worst thoughts they've ever had about their kids. One, this is no joke. My daughter is at an age where she's starting to tell jokes. She's so bad at it. She thinks you just say knock, knock. And then anything after that is acceptable. It qualifies as a joke. I'm disgusted by her joke telling. <laughs> Let me just tell you how Sebastian tells a joke, Okay. He goes, Ganak, Ganak, who's there? <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> That's it. He does the whole thing. That's it. He does the whole thing. He doesn't give you a chance. That's the whole joke. And every time I'm like, okay, we're doing this again? Cool. And Ganak, Ganak. Ganak, Ganak. Two, fire baby. First, let me just say I would never actually do this. Thank you, whoever that is. One day when I was driving by a fire station, my kid was in the back seat just screaming bloody murder. And for a second, I thought, what if I just drop this kid off at the fire station? I can do that, right? <laughs> sure. You try to do that. My little money pits. I have twins. Sometimes after they finally fall asleep, I just sit there and calculate in my head how much money I've spent on them. I'll add up all the cost of diapers, the doctor's appointments, and I just keep a running tab now. And I'm going to present them with a bill at the end of high school graduation. By the way, did you read the user comments on this article? No. People tore that one of all of them apart. People were like, really? wow, you shouldn't have had a kid. I was like, that's the one? I never read the user Firstly, comments. Firstly, I don't agree with you people at all on that, but this is the one? First of all, every baby's expensive. Twins, God bless. Oh, oh so expensive. Yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. Two of every outfit? Oh, so, oh God. <laughs> I hate when people dress twins the same all the time. I hate it. I just need to put that out there in the world. Do you hate it when Luna and I dress the same? No, that's bit. somewhat different. You know what? I have an uncle, though, that him and his ex-wife used to wear matching outfits all the time. And that was my least favorite of all. I I don't like that either. Listen, sometimes Matt and I leave the house matching. We don't mean to, but I think something happens when you're just kind of on the same wavelength with somebody and it just happens. Well, I look like my dog, so. I think I look like my dog too, though. Anyway, four, ball boy. My son recently started playing Little League and he's so, so terrible at it. Most of the game, I'm just thinking how much better I am at baseball than he is. (laughs) Five, the opposite of homeschooling. Is this going to be too soon? I frequently look up boarding schools in my area. Fortunately for my kids, they're all way too expensive for me. (laughs) The five-minute plan. I often find myself thinking, I need to be out of this room for five minutes or I'm going to do something terrible and possibly illegal. Amen. Amen. Seven, lol fail. This isn't exactly a thought, I guess, but I can't help laughing at my toddler every time he falls down. His little little baby body doesn't know how to do things yet. It's just hilarious to me. That's me. You know how many times I've laughed at Sebastian when he gets hurt and it's not like obviously if he's seriously hurt that's not the case right but there have been so many times where I'm just like ah that looked funny you know like because they're just like drunks yes they just walk around like he runs have you ever seen that video of the lizard that leaned back but his legs are in front of him and he's running (laughs) that's how Sebastian (laughs) runs through the house right now and Matt and I laugh so hard because we're just like why why are you running like this funny ass lizard (laughs) <laughs> Pretty little liar. Sometimes my son will want a snack, like a cookie or something. So I'll eat the last cookie and then tell him they're all gone and that he ate the last one yesterday. I don't know why I do it, but it just feels so good. I do that. <laughs> voice deactivated. My daughter just learned how to use voice control, the voice controlled home speaker. And now she plays the same kid song on a loop all the time. So I'm thinking about smashing that speaker right now. These are all so relatable though. Like, I know. I feel like I've gone through every one of these. So what's the worst thing that you have thought about your kid? Well, last night, I guess... Being 
being inspired talking to Renu from Maker Mint and stuff and like seeing all these special things families are doing. You know, we have family shot time, so I don't know how special that is. Matt and I will sometimes do like a daytime shot and Sebastian was watching and seeing us do it and he would want to participate. So we pour him orange juice in a shot glass and we do family (laughs) shot time. So my child isn't going to be an alcoholic in the future. So people have been doing these really amazing things together. And I was like, wouldn't it be nice if we had family movie night? Like we all slept in bed together and watched a movie. But Sebastian's literally incapable of being in bed with us. He cannot do it. He will not sit still. It's just like whatever. But last night I wasn't feeling well. I got into bed early. Sebastian came into bed naked after his bath and wanted to sit with me. And I said, should we do movie night? And Matt was like, you know, he's not going to do movie night. We just want to relax. We don't want to do movie night. And yesterday was a particularly crazy Sebastian day. He was just like a nut job. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. And Sebastian goes, oh, what movie night? What movie night? And I said, oh, movies are canceled. He goes, huh? I said, no more, no more movies. They don't work anymore. There are no <laughs> movies. And he was like, no more movies? Why? <laughs> And I just said, oh, you know, they just ran out of time. <laughs> He's like, why? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you're asking too many questions. Go to sleep now. So, I mean, that's the most recent one. But I have friends, <clears throat> when Sebastian was really little, they were trying to tell me all the lies they tell their, their kids to get them to behave. And one of them was that the ice cream man the ice cream truck man, like Mr. Softy, when the music is on, it means he's actually out of ice cream. I think that's a great one. I've used that one. I was like, where are you going with this? Because, you know, I'm a lover of true crime and I'm like, the ice cream man is probably a pedo and a sex offender. (laughs) Yes, that is actually true. You should tell your child that, by the way. Yeah, but I still love ice cream from Mr. Softy. Don't you? No, I just want a hug and does at my house. I don't want it from a truck. I never get ice cream from a truck. Oh, I love it. I love ice cream, trucked ice cream. I think maybe because I grew up, like originally I was in Miami. I moved here when I was 10. It's like the New York summer experience. Yeah. And I love it. I wish you guys had seen Ashley's pouty face when she was like, I love ice cream, truck ice cream. (laughs) I just sort of imitated your dog when I did that. (laughs) Kind of, kind of. It was so funny. She's like, oh, I don't know why you don't like it. It's so delicious. (laughs) Uh, what's the worst thing you've told Luna I mean it's it's not necessarily things you've told it's things you've thought about your kids or that person didn't say I'm going to leave you at the fire station she just thought it you know what I mean Mm. it's not necessarily things you've said to your kids oh well and I got the homework assignment wrong you did (laughs) you get a D C plus for effort worst thing I thought about Luna I mean in quarantine I've thought a bunch of times how much better quarantine would be without a child Exactly. I've thought that too. But it would also be worse because I wouldn't have a reason to get up. No, because literally all you would do is sleep, drink, drink. and eat Doritos. Right. And that only goes so far as I've learned. But (laughs) I don't know. A couple of times I've just imagined what my life would be like without her. Mm, Yeah. And sometimes that's especially when I'm like, I just want a vacation where nobody bothers me. And that's the worst thing. But that's like a real generic thing. And I always circle back to being obviously happy that I have her. I'm never like, of course, it does stay there. But I'm trying to think if there's anything. A couple of times I've, I don't know why I do this. I've imagined horrible things happening to her. Because you're a mother. That's what happens. Right. To make sure that I could handle it or like that I could figure out how to deal with it. And then I feel bad that I even imagined it. But I'm like, oh my God, what if she (sighs) fell into that pool? Yes. 
Yeah, that happens to me all the time where I just imagine something horrible coming and I like try to stop it and then I get upset with myself. Do you want something bad to happen? Right. Why would you even like entertain Why would you even put idea? it in your brain? Yes. Right. So that's about it. I mean, I think that as she gets shittier, I'll have more of these terrible thoughts. But yeah. So we want to know what terrible thing have you thought about your child? We won't use your name, so you won't get any hate mail. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we can do this completely anonymous. We'll be the only ones getting hate mail. Yeah. What is the worst thing you thought about in relation to your kids or... Or Ashley's homework, what you've actually said to them. <laughs> what lies have you told your children? Hit us up at momtouragepod at gmail.com or a momtourage podcast on Instagram. Knock, knock. Here's you. Mama, you. Ha, 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 ha. I really like this article. This article is called Moms to Dads Everywhere. Just take the damn photo. Yeah. And it's about how... Firstly, before you go into what it's about, yeah. I found the title very misleading. Got I it. thought it was more like the way my mom says, take the damn photo, which is, can we just take the fucking photo and get it over with? <laughs> That's not what they mean. It's not at all. It just means that um, so many times your photos are pictures of your kids or pictures of your spouse and your kid because women tend to take more pictures. Or selfies. But those kind of like slice of life pictures of a mother and their child or children together, no one is documenting that time. Those moments that are not us posing in front of the Christmas tree or us, you know, on this vacation. Those little moments. The snuggling on the couch. And women often take those pictures of their loved ones doing that. And as we look through our photo albums, we can sometimes get really sad. Like those memories that I have of me and my kid doing this, I wish I could see them in a picture of that time. And so this is just urging both husbands and wives too. Husbands like get the camera out, take the picture. Even if she says, please don't take this picture of me. I don't have makeup on. And wives let the husband take it. Right in that moment, maybe you don't feel your best, but these are images that you will hold close close at a later date, those quiet, intimate moments, the regular stuff, not the big events. Yeah, see, Matt's kind of okay at taking those photos. He's very sentimental in his own way. Mm -hmm. And I'm the one that's usually like, can you not take that picture? I look like shit right now. So I, it's as much of a lesson for us to allow those pictures to be taken. See, Lee is good at taking a picture, but he always wants to like, I call him Franco Scuvula, the famous photographer. He always wants to pose it. And I'm always, just take the picture as it is. I like documentary style photographs. Yeah. I, I like that. I don't want everybody to be looking at the camera. I'm not into that. Like I always thought if I have a wedding, if I get married, I don't really want any post pictures. I want the photographer to catch all the moments. You will want some post pictures though. Got it. I just want you to know that because I Got went it. into the wedding the same way and I was like, I don't like post pictures. They're also cheesy. You're going to want some post pictures. You want to assure you have pictures with certain people and it's yeah. a way of doing that. Just Got food it. for thought. Just as, Got you, it. you know. Well, I'll be getting married at like 85, so there'll be nobody left to take <laughs> pictures of. You know, you're not <laughs> missing anything. You're living the same life. I know, but... I want the documentary style photographs, even if we're not married. So Lee's good at taking pictures, but he wants to control the posing of it. And I'm always like, just catch it. Which defeats the purpose. Just don't even tell me you're taking it. Just catch it. Lee is good at taking pictures. It's just not the kind of picture that I want because I'm a controlling bitch. When you look at your photo reel on your phone, what is the most popular type of photo you have on there? Is it just Luna or is it Luna and Lee? Is it like, what is it? Portrait mode Luna. 
mm-hmm. doing something adorable. I'm into the artsy photos. The one that got you the other day was Luna Small on a beach with all this sky. Yeah. Um, that was a really good picture, and the caption was good and everything. Thank you. So there are photos like that. I Not to brag, but I did go to photography school. and What I, fucking school have you not <laughs> gone to at this point? I went point? to clown school. I went to drama school. I went did to you actually go to school? clown school? Yeah. No, you didn't. It was a part of my training. Yes, it was. You guys can't see it, but I'm just rolling my eyes so hard. <laughs> I've done a lot of schooling. Like, how are you secretly 80 years old with the amount of fucking shit you've done in your life? Listen, as an only child <laughs> and as a pageant kid, I took a lot of lessons so all at the same I. time. And then as an adult, I always have done schools and classes while having a full-time job, always. This is the first time I haven't been in a school in a very long time. Yoga school, meditation school. I like school. I'm a nerd. I like school. You're so anyway, funny. I really like taking pictures with a real camera, but these days all I have is my phone. But it's very therapeutic to me to take pictures. So mostly it's like portrait style, you know, Luna. It used to be Beckett. And I know our poor dogs, right? I know. I'm they trying to take to more pictures like, of him. Yes. Same with me and Clem because I'm just like, oh, you used to be so beloved. And like, I know. <laughs> everything. But yeah, they're pictures of Luna doing things. They're not posed, you know, or her out in the landscape somewhere. That's usually, what. what is your camera roll full of? I would agree, but it's a very close second of selfies. I mean, sadly, lately not so much because I don't put on makeup or do my hair or really try to function in any way. I'm not even looking in the mirror these days. No, I'm, I avoid it. I'm going to sit Shiva and just cover all of them. Yes, yes that, just cover all your mirrors. Because <laughs> this is a sh- black. Yes. I feel like that's my quarantine mood and look. I'm a fit. Oh my God. You hit the nail on the head so hard. (laughs) Wow. Yes, 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 yes. I feel so seen. But like back, you know, back when we had jobs, you and I, and we were doing fun things like interviewing people, IRL. Right. You know, there was a good chunk of time where I was hair and makeup ready many days of the week. I know. And I was always like, well, I'm going to take advantage. This makeup looks good. Let me take some photos. So there's a shit ton of selfies. Yeah. I don't know. know. Yeah. That's what we got for you guys today. Yeah, I know. Side note, just we don't usually do three articles, but this is just a note I sent Ashley earlier in the week. It's an article that really resonated with me. Uh, It's from NewYorkFamily.com. And it says, Welcome to my shit show by a well-intentioned New York mom. And it just talks about being with your kids at Safe at Home and how it's a hot mess and that her and her husband, if you're asking them how they're doing well, it depends on what you define as well. Getting wasted at night and watching Netflix, sure, that's how she's doing. Homeschooling, no. I've trained my kid to use a tablet and I'm going to put my kid in front of the tablet all damn day. That's what I'm going to do. I relate to this article so much in so many ways. You know, you and I are very much uh, self-starters. We're self-motivated. We're constant, like you've said, you know, I'm make fun of you all the time for going to 6,000 different schools and having every job under the sun. But I also have done those things. Yep. And that is, that's just part of what we do for a living and what the path we've chosen in our life. I mean, we're fucking producing a podcast during a pandemic weekly. So obviously we're self-starters. Let me tell you about that. You know, it's really fucking hard. I, and I'll be completely honest. I've really dropped the ball in all of this. And Carrie has really picked up the slack in a lot of this. And the reason I want to say all this is not only as thank you, Carrie. But it's a also, give and take, boo. It's a give and take. It is. It is a give and take. And there are weeks where, you know, you don't feel great. And I do more whatever. I just want 
other people out there, and especially moms, we're so used to doing so much and having so much on our plate and like taking care of everything. If you haven't had somebody in your life who has told you, hey, it's okay if you're not able to do a ton of stuff and it's okay if you're sad and it's okay if you don't want to use this time to catch up on all the things you've always said you wanted to do, like knitting or learning a language or reading more books, it's okay if you're not taking advantage of that time. And the only reason why Gwyneth Paltrow can is because she has a staff. And this is why I think people need to know that it's okay. I read an article that said that this is a very traumatic experience for all of us. No matter what you've been through in your life, this is a very traumatic experience. And we're going to have PTSD and we probably currently have it and we're going to continue to have it. Yeah. And this isn't just, oh, I'm scared. You know, those of us who have sick family members, um, there are those of us who have lost jobs and don't know how we're going to pay bills or how we're going to feed our families or can't pay our mortgage or a rent. There's like a lot of multiple factors that go into this. So if you can't find the time to read a book, or if your kid homeschooling is really difficult, or if it's difficult to just get out of bed and take a shower, it's okay. And we're basically at apocalypse style. You just do whatever it takes for you to get through the day and be able to parent and be alive. We just want you to know that it's okay and you're not alone and there are others like us who are going through it and um, this is why we are your mom Taraji, and we're here for you. That's right. All right, so should we do a And hashtags? I didn't cry saying any of that, but I almost did. You cried earlier, so I feel like maybe you're just run out of tears. That wasn't a full-blown cry. I have welled up a couple of times in recording <laughs> this episode. There hasn't yet to be a tear shed. Thank you very much. Oh, can I have a delayed tits? And I won't even edit it and put it with the regular tits. I'm just going to put it as an aside. What the fuck do I care? The new Fiona Apple album dropped. Mm today. I saw that. Is it good? Have you listened? I love Fiona. Luna's only allowed me to listen like a little bit because she's been extra today. But listen, John Bryan, who used I'm going to nerd out for a second. John Bryan, who used to be her producer for like the first three albums. The good ones. Yes. I really like him. I like him as a producer. He did the, um, oh my God, I'm going to sound like the oldest. Who is the rapper that died recently and then his album came out uh, posthumously? Mike. Old Dirty Bass. Mac, Mac, Mac Miller. Oh. Mac Miller? I think that's him. Yeah, uh, Mac Miller. Yeah, so John Bryan produced that album, and I never liked Mac Miller before, but that album I like. So I, I definitely like John Bryan and what he does. You don't like his, him enough to know his name. That's true. <laughs> so all of the Fiona Apple albums since him, I've only liked Medium. I can tell you right away that I'm not going to be like banging out to this forever like I am to When the Pawn or any of the other ones. Yeah. But it is good. It is. I feel like it's sloppy and messy and it's perfect for this time. And I love that Epic, her label, did not want her to come out with it because they said it was not a good time to come out with a record during a pandemic. And in true Fiona Apple style, she's like, I don't give a fuck. I want to release it now because I think it's the time people need it. She's never been money driven. She lives pretty meagerly, actually, for someone who is that successful. She lives very simply. It's never about money for her. And she's a little bit of an agoraphobic OCD depressive. So she's like, I know a, she's like, I know a lot about being shut in. So this is my time to shine with this <laughs> album, you know? So anyway, I'm super excited about it. I love her so much. And I know. this is a conversation Matt and I've had because, you know, Matt is a music supervisor. This is a conversation we've had a lot. We were talking about Gaga and her whole album and, and you know, her label hasn't wanted her to come out with things. And just this, 
stance that we used to have about musicians and the world around them and catering, which is part of the reason why I don't like Taylor Swift. I think Mm -hmm. she very much panders to whatever the popular thing is. I don't think she actually takes a stand and does what's right at all, which is a great thing to say as a talent booker. But uh, this is an ongoing conversation we have. So, you know, I think it's pretty amazing that she did that. And I love her and I can't wait to listen to it. I know. Lee and I argue about her because Lee doesn't like her. But there was this old Interview Magazine article. I used to love Interview Magazine. It was like the rock episode or whatever. And they interviewed, I'm going to butcher this, like 50 of the most influential musicians. And they asked them if there's anybody you would like to collaborate with who would it be? And more than half of them said Fiona Apple. Wow. More than half. And I mean legends, Bob Dylan, like people were like Fiona Apple. And it's just because I think her integrity is incredible. She's kind of a weird musical genius in her some voice is ways. Like so beautiful. She might be a little crazy. I think she definitely is a little crazy, but who she's an imperson. True. That's what makes everything interesting. But um she's an imperson of integrity and I'm super excited to listen to the album. I used to get told I look like her all the time in college. Oh, that's a compliment. Yeah. You have, like, the, you have those big eyes. She's tiny, though. She's like, I don't mean fat, skinny. I mean, she's no, like... like height-wise. Height-wise, yeah. All right, so hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Okay, so my hashtag swag bag is going to make me seem like a super old lady, but I don't care. And it's this thing called the Ultimate Christmas Storage Box. The website is ultimatechristmas.com. And they make these really, really wonderfully made storage boxes. You know, we've talked about this before. Ornament storage boxes. So back around Christmas time when I was putting up my tree, my neighbor, Cassandra, came over and saw and she was like, oh my goodness, my client makes these amazing storage boxes. They're attractive. You can fit so much in there. They're super well-made and like curated so that you can fit a lot in. It's super safe and you can store whatever you want in them. The Christmas things, people store like antique watches, toys. It's not just like a Christmas thing. I'm going to get you one. I was like, okay, thank you. And then on my doorstep is this Christmas box that I swear to God, I had two huge boxes of ornaments that were clunky and the box was disintegrating and every year every year I try to like Jenga fit all the things in and it doesn't fit in. And reuse newspaper from like 1996. Exactly. Yeah. This one box and it's not even that big somehow stored two boxes worth of stuff and you don't need wrapping because the way it's created it fits and you can slide it and move for different spaces and you can customize it everything fit in one box I want one so badly I want a bunch of them and they have different sizes and different depths like I said there's one I saw that people keep their like watches in you could keep anything in it any kind of keepsake any kind of storage they have ones that are covered with beautiful fabric they have ones that are just like a wood version I just really love them as a person who kind of nerds out especially living in New York on good storage and what takes up sister yeah what takes up the Virgo and you the least amount of space and is like the best looking I'm super into it. I'm yeah. super into it. And they come with handles so it's easy to lift up. So we have a coupon code for you guys. The coupon code is Pod to get 15% off. So my hashtag swag bag pick this week is something called the Gym One Deluxe Indoor Playground. If your child watches Nickelodeon, you have most certainly seen a commercial for it. It's basically a, you know, those pull-up chin-up bars for your doorway, but it comes with all these attachments to it. It comes with a swing. It comes with a rope you can climb up, trapeze thing. It 
is so great in this time. Let me first say it is not cheap. It's about $150. So it's not like the easiest splurge, but it just randomly showed up at my house because my uncle and my aunt thought, oh, you guys should have this for Sebastian. And I would have never given it a thought, but I have to tell you, it is so great to have in this time because it is just another way for Sebastian to exert energy. He loves the swing. He, lo- I mean, I don't know how this thing holds our way. I've swung on the swing. Matt made a joke about you. Were you drunk or sober when you did it? I, I was sober. Okay. <laughs> I was sober because I was Got scared. It. I want to be able to do it when I am drunk. So right. I need to test it sober Got to practice. First. Right. Because right. it's over tile. You know, that's the other thing. We need to get like one of those mats for it. Matt asked, can we use it as a sex swing? I don't plan on trying that personally <laughs> because the only doorway it fits in is right by my front door. So that seems like a bad idea. But um, you Unless could. you're a voyeur. Yes, which I am not. But you guys could. And honestly, I just really recommend it in this time of quarantine. I think it's totally a lifesaver. And I think if you are a New York City parent, it is a lifesaver. And we have a house, but we it's still like just another thing for him to do. And God bless it. So Instead of headbutting you. Yes, yes. The website to get it. We don't have any deals with them. I haven't even tried to reach out to them. You can get it. Basically, just Google Jim one with the number one. One, but I, their website is gym1.net. You can go check it out and be the proud owner. And they, just so you know, on the website, they have a way to turn it into like a whole other like at-home workout system. So it's basically like a TRX system. You can do like a, a punching bag. It's pretty fucking cool. I really thought you were going to say they were going to show you how to turn it into a sex swing. They might. I mean, if they're smart, if there's one thing I know parents in the middle of the country are going to want, it's a toy that is also used as a sexual device. That that also then their kids play on afterwards. Absolutely. Oh, you could turn it into like an aerial yoga thing. It's like, this thing's incredible. It's really cool. Well, Ashley, your hashtag swag bag was so effective that now I'm going to get it. Are you really? You should. I really want to get the TRX thing. Yo, okay. You need to also just go to the gym1.net website because where they are advertising it for aerial yoga, it says deeper poses and it absolutely looks like a sex swing. So <laughs> Deeper go. poses. Yeah. yeah, go get it. And make sure you get the aerial yoga attachment. That's what I'm going to get next. And then make sure that you get some birth control. Yeah. Comes with a condom. Bye. (laughs) P.S. Merch alert. We should make momtourage condoms so that you don't have any more children. We should. Hot product alert. Uh, uh. Well, that's That's our our show show today, guys. (laughs) Stay home. Stay safe. Stay sane. Check you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at Mama Drama Band or MamaDramaBand.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.